page 7. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, beseeching Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, poor miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities, but this I have never offended thee and justly deserve thy temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely thank them. And I pray thee of thy boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ, be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you who heartily repent of your sins, believe on Jesus Christ, and sincerely and earnestly purpose by the assurance of God the Holy Ghost henceforth to amend your sinful lives. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The intro. We'll all join in with this. I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, I am lifted up, and I heard the voice of a great multitude say, Hallelujah, for the Lord God only about and make noise unto the Lord on ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end of man. I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne. I am lifted up, and I hear the voice of rainbow tunes saying, Thank you. 
mercifully to receive the prayers of thy people who call upon thee, and grant that they may both perceive and know what things they ought to do, and also may have grace and power faithfully to fulfill the same. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. You may be seated. The Old Testament reading for the first Sunday after the Epiphany is from the 61st chapter of the book of Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Here ends the reading. The epistle is from the twelfth chapter of the book of Romans. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given me to, given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Here ends the epistle. We rise for the reading of the gospel. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who believed in the children of his things, and 
to St. Luke, the second chapter. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was twelve years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days they As they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed, and his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why do you seek me? Or why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? So they did not understand, or but they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them, but his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Here ends the gospel. The Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father, before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of the Father and he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, speaks by the prophets. And I believe in the Holy Christian and Apostolic Church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead, and the life of the world to come. Amen. Hymn number 10 in the green hymn, you may be seated.
1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Almighty and everlasting God, who of thy great mercy in Jesus Christ thy Son dost grant forgiveness of sins and all things pertaining to life and goodness, grant us, we beseech thee, thy Holy Spirit, that he may so rule our hearts that we may ever being ever mindful of thy fatherly mercy may strive to mortify the flesh and to overcome the world and serving thee in holiness and pureness of living may give thee continual thanks for all thy goodness through Jesus Christ thy Son our Lord. Amen. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Our gospel lesson for today tells us that the parents of Jesus took him to Jerusalem for the feast of pa- for the feast of Passover in keeping with the law of the Old Testament. This trip to the temple was not an unusual thing because the text says that they did this every year. We can rightly assume that Joseph and Mary traveled in a group of other travelers up to the temple. It was probably an extended family who were also going to the feast, the Passover feast. During their return, they assumed, or at least it appears that they must have assumed, that Jesus was in the company of others in their group. When they checked that first night from Jerusalem, they found that he was not there. And so they returned to Jerusalem, but they didn't find him right away. Finally, on the third day, they found him in the temple courts, listening to the teachers and asking them questions. Upon finding him, Mary accused Jesus of having caused them to worry by his remaining in Jerusalem. Jesus responded by explaining that they didn't need to worry. He could have easily been found in the temple, in the temple courts, doing his God-given duty. Jesus was without sin. He had never neglected his work, nor was he ever lazy. Jesus wasn't running away or playing hooky. Jesus lived a life of perfect trust in his heavenly Father and perfect love toward all men, including his parents. Mary and Joseph knew that Jesus was the perfect only begotten Son of our, of our Heavenly Father. They knew from the angel Gabriel at their son, and I quote, that he will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. Luke 1, verses 32 and 33. Our Jesus took on human flesh in order that he might be born under the law. As true man, Jesus was under obligation to keep God's law perfectly. And he did keep it perfectly. Joseph and Mary should have known that Jesus would be about his father's business. Today's colleague explains that this keeping of the law involves a twofold process. First, we need to perceive and know what we ought to do. And second, we need the grace and power of God to faithfully fulfill the same. In today's colic, we are beseeching God to grant us these two things. We need God's help regarding both things, knowledge and fulfillment. 
But before we talk any further about us, let's now return to the 12-year-old Jesus in the temple. What do we see? We see that Jesus is seeking the knowledge of the Word of God. His Heavenly Father has set up the temple to be a visual illustration of our salvation. The priests were to offer the Passover sacrifice of of a lamb to atone for the sins of the people. His Heavenly Father had appointed that these Old Testament priests were to teach the Word of God to prepare the way for the coming for the to prepare the way for the coming Christ. Therefore, Jesus went to the temple to see the sacrifices. He went to the Word of God to listen to these God appointed teachers. According to Jesus' divine nature, he knew everything already from eternity. He didn't need to study. We know that there is no change in the divinity of Christ. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. However, as a man, the God-man, Jesus, because he is like us in every way, except that he had no sin, listened to the word of God so that he could learn and be about his father's business. He was basically proving what the scriptures said. And that learning happens for us as we, lean, or as we learn the word of God through listening and asking questions. It comes through experiencing the God-instituted rites, which are to be a picture of the word present. Although Jesus is perfect in every way, you and I are not. If you have lost Jesus, I can guarantee you that he can be found in the church. Jesus can quite easily be found in the word of God and the sacraments as they are going on. The word of the Old Testament is pointing us to Jesus, who was to come. The word of each of the epistles is pointing us to the Jesus who has already come. The word of the Holy Gospel is Jesus himself telling us about his forgiveness and love for sinners. The sermon has the pastor preaching the good news about Jesus and his forgiveness. The communion service presents to us Jesus' body and blood for the forgiveness of sins in, with, and under the objects of bread and wine. Just as we receive the word in faith, so we come forward to receive the word in Christ's body and blood, trusting that we receive that word's promise. What this really means is that Jesus wasn't really lost. Joseph and Mary just didn't know that they could find him in his father's house. When we say that we have lost Jesus, or at least it feels like he's lost, it's not Jesus that's lost, but it's we who are doubting his word. In the Lord's Prayer, which interestingly enough we're beginning to say twice in the service, because we don't really pay any attention to it. In the Lord's Prayer we say, Forgive us our trespasses. Trespasses is another word for sin. We can speak about sin as being wicked or evil. We can say that sin is missing the mark, or failing to do what we should. We can call sin a trespass, We're acknowledging that sin usually occurs when we are in the wrong place. If you're on someone else's land, you're trespassing. Adultery is when you are not with your spouse, but with with someone you shouldn't be. 
stealing occurs when you have gone to places where the stuff is not yours. And you're not remembering the Sabbath day when you're absent from preaching the Word of God. If there's a divine service, a teaching service, a Bible study, shouldn't you be there? This morning is Sunday morning. Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be in my Father's house? It's a Christian holy day. And so, of course, we're busy serving the Lord with gladness and singing hymns right here in God's house. On Wednesday night, there's catechesis, the study of God's Word. Where else would you expect to find me but here, listening and asking questions? I mentioned earlier that Jesus was about doing his Father's business. He was doing what he was supposed to be doing, listening and asking questions of God's appointed teacher. He came to be our Savior, keeping God's law perfectly in our place, hearing about what God's Son was to do for us, suffering and dying for our sins. At the temple, he heard again what the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, would do. And what about us? What about our Christian vocation? Our job is to confess our trespasses and trust in our Savior. Having revealed our sins by the law, we are directed to believe that we are saved by Jesus Christ's perfect life. We come to church to receive the knowledge of the forgiveness of sins. God wants us his children, to be comforted by his son's suffering and death. That's the reason we desire to be in the Lord's house. God has appointed the pastor to give out the gifts, and it is our privilege as God's people to prepare or to go to church and to receive those precious gifts with gladness and singing. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. I don't have my book with me, so I don't know what we're doing. That's it, the offertory. The heart of God.
to join in the general prayer. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for all thy goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of thy dear Son, and for the revelation of thy will and grace, and we beseech thee so to implant thy word in us, that in good and honest hearts we may keep it and bring forth fruit by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech thee to rule and govern thy church universal with all its pastors and ministers, that it may be preserved in the pure doctrine of thy saving word, whereby faith toward thee and is strength, may be strengthened and charity increased in us toward all mankind. Grant also healthy, health and prosperity to all in authority, especially to the President and Congress of the United States, the Governor and Legislature of this Commonwealth, and to all our judges, magistrates, and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after thy good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance of, and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please thee also to turn the hearers of our, the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. With all who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for thy name's sake, when for thy truth's sake, comfort, O God, with thy Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as a manifestation of thy fatherly will. And although, and although we have deserved thy righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat thee, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth or our many transgressions, but out of thine unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy. Defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from all false and pernicious doctrines, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from the failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of thy mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show thyself a very present help, the Savior of all mankind, and especially to them that believe. Cause all needful fruits of this, cause all needful, needful fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season, give success to the Christian training of the youth, to all lawful occupations, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with thy blessing. Be with our Bishop James and our pastors Michael and Gary. Protect our servicemen, Jason, Blake, as well as our police officers, Daniel and Alex. Bless our shut-ins, Carolyn and Patty, as well as our elderly, Violet and Tom. Keep safe Susan and her unborn child. Be with our students. Tom, Kara, Jonathan, Sarah, Sadie, and Alex. Provide for the needs of Kevin, Levi, Larry and Deb, Christina, Jim and Charlotte, Denise, Melanie, Hal, and Carolyn. Bless the baptism today of Louisa Ruth Henson at Holy Cross in Peoria. And continue to grant healing to Patty and Anita as they recover from surgery. These and whatsoever other things thou wouldest have us ask, thee, O God, vouchsafe unto us. For the sake of the bitter suffering and death of Jesus Christ, 
thy only Son, our Lord and Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hymn number 249. You may be seated. Becometh us diligently to examine ourselves, as Saint Paul exhorteth us. For the whole, for the, for, for this sacrament hath been given, hath been instituted for us, with, for the special comfort and strengthening of those who humbly confess their sins and who hunger and thirst after righteousness. But if we thus examine ourselves, we shall find nothing in us but only sin and death from which we can in no wise set ourselves free. Therefore our Lord Jesus Christ hath had mercy on us, and hath given him... Therefore our Lord Jesus Christ hath had mercy on us, and hath taken upon himself our nature, that he might fulfill for us the whole will and law of God. And for us and for our deliverance, suffer death and all that we, by our sin, have deserved. And to this end, that we should the more confidently believe this and be strengthened by our faith in a cheerful obedience to his will, he hath instituted the holy sacrament of his supper, in which he feeds us with his body and gives us his blood to drink. Therefore, Whosoever eateth this bread and drinketh this cup firmly believing the word of Christ dwelleth in Christ and Christ in him and hath eternal life. We should also do this in remembrance of him, showing his death 
that he was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification and rendering unto him most hearty thanks for the same, take up our cross and follow him. And according to his commandment, love one another, even as he hath loved us. For we are all one bread and one body, even as we are all partakers of this one bread and drink of this cup. The Lord be with you. good right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you holy lord almighty father everlasting god and now we praise you <clears throat> and now we praise you that you sent us your only begotten son and that in him being found as in fashion as a man you manifested yourself thyself in your glory, in the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Lord of heaven and earth, we praise and thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive Renew and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. <clears throat> in the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it all of you. This is the cup my, this is my blood of the New Testament which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins 
This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
and give you peace. Sixty-one.